Welcome to Control Alt Revolt, episode one nine one one ninety one. That sounds right. That sounds right. Unless it's one eighty one. No, it's okay. not one eighty one. Then you're probably right. It's one ninety one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. You, you might need to hold your lavalier because yeah. I think your shirt's too floppy. Okay. <laughs> you got a floppy shirt. Sounds good. I'll hold my tiny mic again, remember? Yeah. Like you're like you're the Jolly Green Giant doing karaoke. Exactly. What kind of songs do you think that the Jolly Green Giant would karaoke? Wow. That's a hard Bass, because he's bass. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. So he'd have to do like Michael McDonald songs. <laughs> he'd have to do like Doobie Brothers. Mr. Grinch. Mr. Grinch. He'd have to do like the the, the sort of country western band. I think it's the Gatlin Brothers or something like that. Come flowers on the wall, that ain't nothing at all. Smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo. And then he'd come in with, now don't tell me, I've nothing to do. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of 50s songs that have like the like backup guy singer. Yeah. That's like doing bassy stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could do the the... Good night, sweetheart. It's Good got night. some stuff Good like that. Yeah, it, that would be his whole, his whole karaoke repertoire would just be Back small up. parts of songs. <laughs> so it would be odd him sitting there in the small bar, just listening to every, seeing the words, and then him just coming in with, you know, one line. This is true. <laughs> it doesn't work so well. I think he's going to be lonely. Yeah. I don't think he's going to close the deal. Aww. He's not going to come in and sing some Brian Adams. And the girls are going to be like, oh, everything I do, do it for you, all for love. Well, if you can close that in a bar, you can get some chickies. Do you think still? Sure. Hmm. I mean, older chicks. Yeah, I guess so. 50s. Yeah. Young girls are like, why aren't you singing Post Malone? <laughs> Everybody's like, this is not what I tune into your podcast for. That's true. Well, Fantasy green... Giant jolly guy karaoke songs. <laughs> Not interested in that. I don't know. That randomness might just be what everyone loves, though. I kind of like the randomness. Comment in the comments. <laughs> but Do we you like the hear... randomness and you want to get away from all this uh, conspiracy talk and all the bad things and blah blah blah. Do you want to get? You want to get? You want? You just want us to do this full, this sort of stream of consciousness, nonsense and silliness. How about some of both? You can uh, let us know what's on your mind about current topics. I can do that. Give it to us. If you get a chance, please subscribe to the podcast. Keep it going to help us buy more new and improved things to make it sound better, to do more content. That's the pitch. Uh, you can you can subscribe. I think there's a like button. You can smash that. You can share this po podcast with your friends. Here's a new thing I'm doing on social media. If I detect that you're a jerk, I just block you and then follow you. I have like Good. I had this guy I finally caught today, and I would notice he was the guy who'd challenge you on every point, like oh, with some, yeah. he'd fact check you. Well, you know, and this will lead to what we're going to talk about today, like uh, PayPal. Mm -hmm. And he'd come in like FYI, um, they rescinded this policy. And I was going to do a return. Yeah, but, I won't. I, but like, oh, like we don't know that. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, um, but this yeah. I noticed this guy was doing that a lot, and he. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't even think he's a friend. How is he just ghosting? And I, I get this. I get, I get sort of like social justice do-gooders 
who feel that they need to follow all my posts and like make sure that I'm kept in line and stuff like that, which leads us to the PayPal controversy. So today I'm going to talk about PayPal. So last week PayPal came out and 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 in their new terms of service, they said that um, if they caught you doing disinformation, they reserve the right to fine you $2,500 for each infraction. Okay. That's what they wrote, and that's what they were going to do. And then everybody got upset about it, and then they came out and said, oh, I'm sorry, that was a mistake. We didn't mean to... And, and the news stories that surrounded it said that, like, tried to make it seem like, you morons got it wrong, you overreacted. The, remember, like, there was a news story... Oh, the confusion yeah. about their thing. Oh, no, confused. there was no There's confusion. confusion. The, the you guys are literally trying clear. to be the thought police and chill everybody. So everybody started unfollowing. I got, you know, I put, I finally got her. I, I owed $2 for some weird reason when I actually thought they owed me $2. So I paid that $2 off. And I actually have like a good credit line with, with PayPal because I do, I do a lot of my business on PayPal. I sell a lot of books, everything like that. If you bought books, you probably gotten the PayPal link for me. They've given me credit. Um, and I use it a lot. Like I'll do little purchases and, and, and stuff. I like it. It's fun. But when you're, when you say you're going to move from a financial management transfer lending, whatever your credit system online to, um, uh, we're now the thought police because the whole disinformation thing is bullshit. That just like the word democracy that's getting thrown right now is getting thrown around by the people who don't want to actually do democracy who are actually fascists. Mm -hmm. And the people who are doing disinformation are actually the ones out there accusing people of disinformation. So, Tiffany Dover. Let's jump over to that. Mm -hmm. Is Tiffany Dover disinformation? Well, there was there was uh, some people say uh, one person in particular, Alan McDonald sent me a great article and uh, there's been some updates on the Tiffany Dover situation um, written by Jordan Shocktail and Jordan Shocktail says that he most likely thinks that Tiffany Dover is alive but badly injured and the things that would lead him to this is that um, one Tiffany Dover's Instagram account was hacked and some DMs were released now that whole thing was super suspicious yeah but in the DMs, if it is her, it does seem to indicate she said she was injured. She doesn't feel well. She doesn't want to make any more public appearances, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, but I remember the guy who tried to do that, tried to, like, sell it to people and everything like that. So it was very shady. And people theorized that it could have actually been them doing that. Because, again, she didn't surface. There was no, you know, like, all the proof that you get offered by Tiffany Dover turns out to be bullshit. MSNBC, NBC being the biggest ones in which they launched a podcast series, five episodes, touted it, advertised it, got a mighty girl reporter to do it and everything like that. And she said beyond at the first episode, I listened to it beyond a shadow of a doubt, you were going to find out that Tiffany Dover was alive and that everybody who didn't uh, believe in it was a conspiracy theorist because conspiracy theorists is the worst thing that you can be. It's the othering. It's the it's the dirty other. It's the oh you're so stupid and dumb. It's the mean girling that the people who are doing all the disinformation and all the lies love to work in to disenfranchise your voice. Let me put it this way, like Kanye this weekend. 
one of the first, Kanye said his stuff, and then everybody said, oh, look, he's being anti-Semitic. And I know people that ate that up and fell for it. And because that's the big thing that they'll do is if they don't like what you're saying, they'll immediately go to you're anti-Semitic. If you criticize George Soros, they will tell you that you're anti-Semitic. George Soros is a Jew who rounded up other Jews and sold their property in World War II. He is a very bad Jew. He is not even a good Jew. I mean, in a, didn't you say at lunch, he's a bigger anti-Semite, and he's, he's a Jew. He's literally a bigger anti-Semite <laughs> than Kanye, but if yeah, you question him, you're an anti-Semite. So, yeah. so I knew, so like whenever, my new, my new rule to navigate by is whenever somebody gets called a name or mean girl by that crowd, chances are that's the person you need to be listening to. And as Kanye said this weekend, China and Russia are not your enemy. George Soros and Klaus Schwab are. Some of you said, can't all four be true? And I'm like, yes, they can be, totally. But it is more likely that you are under full threat from George Soros and Klaus Schwab. China and Russia, uh, they could be in on it. They could be pawns, everything like that. You want to know who your your biggest threat to, you want to know who's probably going to prevent you from dying a natural death? It's Schwab and Soros, most likely. Okay. So uh, apparently Tiffany Dover signed a mortgage uh, last year for $400,000. Now, a lot of people, or they, they may have even paid it off or whatever, you can look it up. A lot of people said, well, that's not really that much money. And as this reporter breaks down, he's like, actually, it's 28 times more than their neighbors where they signed it. So it does seem that it was a big payout. A nurse and whatever the husband did, uh, they, this doesn't add up to that kind of money. I think that's a little suspect. And I think that since the banks are involved and the banks are involved with calling everybody disinformation and trying to take your money and telling everybody to get a vaccination and blah, blah, blah. I don't think you can trust the banks. It's very easy to put, uh, well, let me tell you right now, well, the biggest fraud after COVID that you are going to find in the United States that has personally ruined you financially is most likely the housing fraud through HUD that looted $22 trillion of your money from the economy. So putting some dead nurse's signature on some mortgage paperwork doesn't seem like it's all that much of a crime to them, to people who have already lied about the entire situation. Disinformation. Okay, so let's analyze. Let's say she is alive. And she was a prolific social media user. And then suddenly she got the vaccination pitched over in front of everybody. And then a few days later, she issued a statement. Um, Then they took this photo of everybody in her hospital in masks. And she's really never been seen again. But she's okay. She's fine. She's injured. Okay. In that MSNBC documentary, as Jordan Schachtel points out, um, they never actually give you proof of Tiffany Dover being alive even though they say at the very beginning of it that they will definitively do it. They don't do that. It was enough to make fun of the conspiracy theorists, which that podcast is rife with, and to say in the title that she's alive. And then the low information, "Mm, these snacks are so salty. I love the mass singer. Football is my God, BLM. Let's all kneel. I wouldn't want to be a racist. Crowd said, okay, I guess she's alive. Because there's a podcast title here that says that she is. No further information needed. You are living among morons. 
you are living among morons. Don't be a moron. What does Saul Valera say? The more um, um, understand what's going on. Understand what's going on. Good old Gonzalo. We should listen to him. I know. Gonzalo. Yeah. Gonzalo? Gonzalo. Except he keeps posting these like really piggy pictures on his YouTube Ooh. thing. I know. So Ooh. I actually unfollowed him because he did it twice. He's like, lovely. He did it twice He's in lovely. two days. I'm like, all right, I gave you one pass. Ukrainian but girls with big this boobs? Ha- this just different. I don't know if they're Ukrainian. I don't oh, know. Okay. It doesn't say what seems, they are. Sort of he's just like... I can't do a show today, but in the meantime, consider this. And I'm all, I will consider it. And after two days of it, I will unsubscribe. You are a That's P-I-G. <laughs> but anyway, if you really want to listen to him still, I'll okay. put it back on there. But he was, no, don't. I don't like that. <laughs> so uh, what does he say? What is his catchphrase? Understand what's going Understand on. That's, that's not a bad thing <laughs> to consider. Sorry about that cough. Some real podcasting there. So... I don't know necessarily that you can take an unsubstantiated mortgage and um, a podcast that actually doesn't deliver as Tiffany Dover is alive. But wait, there's more. Um, So let's just say that Tiffany Dover is alive. But since the vaccine, she has decided to... Um, restrict her appearances. And suddenly, she came into a bunch of settlement money. Now, in that documentary, the family that is interviewed and other people do seem to hint and illuminate that there was some kind of non-disclosure agreement and there was some kind of settlement. Well, why would that be? Because the vaccine's perfectly normal and she took it and she didn't die and she's living her best life. Well, those things would be because she was injured badly and she can no longer be in one month. Her nurse's license is up for renewal. So we'll see. But she's obviously no she's no longer listed at the hospital. I had a friend, I think, who was a listener to the podcast and they were a police officer and they ran a background check on her. And he found, I think, two or three instances where she was wanted in different states for drug abuse. So I think if you actually go back and look at some of their Instagram pictures that were released, and there was a series of Instagram pictures that was released last year where she looks unstable. They're all partying pictures, and she's partying in her nurse's uniform, and she's with a girlfriend, and it's almost to make it seem like she's unstable. So again, it's really nothing for the deep state to issue warrants and APBs and whatever you want to call it uh, in multiple states to create this um story that she was a drug user and oh she did die everybody tiffany dover is dead but this is you can see them doing this but not what you think she died of she died of being a bad person and taking drugs aren't drugs bad get the vaccine today so i saw i saw that being set up i think people debunked that now we're being floated this mortgage story and things like that but you know what would really clear everything up mm-hmm. just Yep, go ahead. Is if she would just make a post and right say, now, hey, I'm I Tiffany know. Dover and I'm alive. All she has to do is make a 10-second video but see, and say what you just said. If you take the evidence that's out there, she was paid not to do that. And the reason she was paid not to do that, if you follow the she's alive thing, is because she's badly injured. I know. Then that would be a way where you couldn't really make that video. And the well. people paying her are selling you a product that they want you to take. And telling you, you you won't be injured. Mm-hmm. 
So now let's talk about disinformation. Because to me, that would be classic disinformation. Yeah. And now I'm just sitting around on pins and needles waiting for PayPal to uh, throw a hissy fit on MSNBC, who advanced that, to throw a hissy fit on Pfizer. Right. Or John, oh, no, no, the, the disinformation is for you people when you talk about things that they don't want to talk about. When but they can disinform you. And so then PayPal comes out and says, you know what? That language was, and they got really clever about it, was never intended to be inserted into the TOS. Yes, but someone wrote that language and it was in there and you, maybe you hadn't wanted to publish it. Maybe some employee did it. What is more likely is that it was a trial balloon and you wanted to see if you could get away with it. And now you've been shown that you can't get away with it. But then I'm always surprised at the people who jump on my feed to tell me, oh, no, that was just a mistake. It was just a mistake. But again, as I think about it, I try to imagine a scenario right. where that mistake could have innocently happened, and it's really hard to think of a way how that could have just been an innocent mistake. Because the point is, what was that language doing written down at all? For what purpose? Why? Yeah. Like, you don't just... You don't just do that. Like Here, it, here's how I could, you're I could it. see it happening. Two top-level executives, a man and a woman. No, let's call them both. Let's be equal opportunity. Two gay guys. Okay. Two gay guys who are top-level executives. Because I want to be fair and inclusive, and people do this. <laughs> and they stay after work, and they just, they're working on a project. And the project is the update of the TOS. And they have wild gay sex in the conference room while drinking on the conference room table, being fair and inclusive. And they get so carried away, and they're just having the best, most loving evening ever, that they sit on the computer, and they're kind of drunk and, you know, crossing some boundaries, and alcohol destroys the frontal lobe and inhibitions. And they decide, you know what we should do is we should just insert in this terms of service with our six-figure jobs and our stock options and everything at stake, our wonderful gay marriage lifestyle. We should put in this thing that if anybody says any disinformation, we can find them $2,500 per instance and just yank the money out of their account. Now, I don't even think drunk gay guys who went to four-year colleges, climbed the ladder, and all of that kind of stuff would have gotten so carried away, so drunk, so enraptured with the wild gay sex that they were having in the conference room that they decided to destroy the company like that. Exactly. Because the company, is their stock is crashing. Everybody's pulling out. They're losing all this funding and everything like that because people, us, you, are sick and tired of this fascist, totalitarian bullshit. And we're saying no. And that's... A lady asked me today when she said, when do you think all of this will be over? And I said to her, when you're done with it, it will be over. If you're new to this podcast, that's the first time you've heard that. If you've listened to the podcast a lot, you've heard that before. The bad treatment that you are receiving from your government, the corporations, and those who boorishly and obnoxiously call themselves our elites will end when you're done with it and you stop playing their games and you stop getting their licenses and you stop playing by rules they don't play by. When you start living by first principles and best practices of the Constitution of the United States of America, you will be free as intended. The things that they are doing, 
taking your rights to guns, penalizing you for free speech, that's not in the Constitution. In fact, that is a violation of the Constitution and your rights, but they will continue to get away with it because they will use your local law enforcement against you. They will use your Congre your, your supposedly elected representatives who are paid to represent you against you and the courts that they've packed and they will laugh and then they will have the guns. They will say disinformation like Tiffany Dover. Tiffany Dover's story, even if she's alive now, is classic disinformation. Because something happened to her after that vaccine. And large corporations and the government, the hospital system, NBC, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, paid everyone a lot of money to cover up what really happened and paid her money, if she's alive, which I don't think she is, to be quiet about it. Now, why is that important? Because you, in the past two years, have been forced to make a decision about whether you would be vaccinated or not regarding your health status. And many of you were looking for every piece of information you could to make the right decision for yourself, for your children, for your grandparents. This, a nurse, one of the first people getting the vaccine, pitching over dead on camera, that you cannot tell me that would not have influenced your opinion. Yeah. And we know which way it would have influenced it. There are people who maybe don't follow a lot of our type of stuff. They maybe just watch really mainstream stuff who never really got to hear the problems and got their kid vaccinated and they died. Or maybe they died or have crazy problems. And if they could have, like, I think most of us saw that clip. If they could have gotten the truth about that, they could have had way better information and maybe not made that decision. But instead, a wave of disinformation about that clip mm -hmm. paid by corporations, hospitals, all of these people, even her own family, to prevent us from having enough information to make a choice isn't disinformation. But me saying climate change is bullshit, I think the election was bullshit, me using free speech when it doesn't agree with the popular narrative was on the verge this weekend of costing me money. Like, I order large shipments of books. I'm hanging in the wind on those books for the payment of those books. Suddenly, I go, hey, everybody, want to buy my latest book? Everybody buys it. And before I can ship it, they go, oh, you know, you, you were disagreeing with the climate change narrative. So we just took all that money as a fine. Uh, I owe that money for the books, and I owe the books to the people. Yeah, well, you're kind of screwed, liar and bigot. And I'm like, but I, I'm not lying. That's, that's my freedom of speech. But when someone comes out and lies about a celebrity, which... You can't, a celebrity, like they've tried to say with Tiffany Dover, oh, well, she's a private individual. It's none of your business. Not so. Celebrities are not protected from public information and def defamation. By her going on camera and being one of the first people to take that vaccine and then putting on a show in which she just fell over dead, that violates that right because you were using that to convince us all that we should get it. And instead... The universe showed us, I think God showed us, exactly what it was all about. And then you guys lied about it to everybody. And you know what? Since that time, I think it just happened in a football game this weekend in front of everybody. A guy fell over. Yeah. People have been dying left and right, and maybe they would have made this decision. 
Or you could be like that stupid bitch actress in Canada who can't move half her face now. Oh, my gosh. And saying, I'm so glad I took the vaccine. I would do it again. I would do it again. Yeah. She's got Bell's palsy. Yeah. So, you know, cognitive dissonance and, and all that kind of stuff, it's powerful. It's not, it's not to be trifled with, but the main thing is, and this is the thing we have going for us, is they opened up a can of worms. And the can of worms is choosing to lie about COVID. It wasn't bat soup. It wasn't go down to Chinatown and hug a Chinaman. It wasn't choosing to lie about the vaccine. Choosing to lie about Tiffany Dover was the biggest mistake they ever made because they can't lie anymore. They can they can they can't they can't pull the wool over you. They that's why we're in silence and censor mode. The silencing and the censoring wouldn't be necessary if you believed their lies. The silencing and censoring is necessary now because more and more of us are waking up every day and we are no longer believing the lies. And they are lies. And I think we would all be surprised <clears throat> excuse me, if we knew how many lies there are and that it all might be a big, giant lie. Final thing, let's come, the Medusa and I, you know, as we were talking about last week, the murder room, I think that was on the Insider podcast, so there's probably, this is an everyone podcast, so they're probably like, what, murder room? <laughs> Medusa and I are playing Columbo, remember that TV detective? And we're trying to figure out a murder, and the murder is who killed America, because the America, whatever you knew in the 80s or the 90s, go back and look at, at uh, people's high school pictures. You know, especially in the 90s when they started to put lasers in the background. <laughs> Everybody thought the future was going to be great. Well, here we are in the future, and it freaking sucks. And you got Klaus Schwab out there going, oh, you never have the new normal again. You'll eat some bugs, live in the pod. You know, like it's joke stuff. They're not going to let you have what is your inheritance, which is a better tomorrow. They're not going to let you have good times. They're trying to take away your cars. They're trying to take away your meat. They're trying to take away your children. They're trying to take away your ability to determine how cold or hot you want to be on any given day. And if you think like it's going to end like, okay, they've controlled the kids, they've controlled the cars... They've controlled the air conditioning. That's enough. It's not. It's not. They're, they will never be satisfied until they tell you how many times a minute you can breathe. And that they want you dead. That would be my premise for this. Now let me support that premise very easily. And just listen to it, and then maybe consider where you're at and stop bullshitting yourself. You're not getting normal getting your little football on Monday night and on the weekend or whatever your happy place is. And believe me, we all have them. I have them too. Isn't going to be enough because they're going to take that away from you in the name of climate change, in the name of equity, in the name of social justice, because they can't stand that you have something that makes you happy. And if you're listening to what they really say when they use highfalutin words like depopulation, what they really mean is they want to kill you. That's what depopulation means. When you hire a Terminator to come over 
and exterminate your exterminator, terminator, exterminate your pest problem at your house. That exterminator is not saying, oh, I want to move the rats out so they can have a better life out in the country. I want to give I want them to live in the pod and eat the bugs and I want them to do art projects and ride bicycles to work and just have a better life. That's what I want for the rats. That's not what he means by depopulation when he pumps that house full of chemicals. He means he wants the rats to die. I'm sorry to tell you this, but you are the rats. Now let me prove it to you. Over at what's his name? Steve Kirsch. He interviewed Dr. Merrick. Dr. Merrick. Dr. Merrick is like there's a certain score for science and everything. Like he's got one of the big ones. Like as in like most Nobel Prize winners are at 40 and he's like 130 or something. It's not an IQ score, but it's a, it's a certain. We'll post that video. Watch that. Here's something that comes out of that that's interesting. And he's he's an intensivist, or Pierre Corey was. COVID was monetized at every level. It's still monetized right now. I have neighbors who can't wait to get COVID so they can get 10 free days off of work. People are getting... It, all, all the benefits for COVID are still going on, and that's why the civilization is falling apart. That's why when I was on a busy freeway that usually has outgoing, outbound traffic away from the ports today, there was no one on it. So, among other reasons. But... They monetized COVID all along the way. The people who own hospitals, and yes, there are people who own hospitals, and they make a lot of money off of hospitals, which is why hospitals suck. Um, in the end, the big total of what they were getting from each COVID patient turned out to be about $500,000. But we're going to slice in on the drug remdesivir. Now, if you follow the literature and you look at everything, remdesivir is a straight-up killer. And it was, instead of using ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or other protocols that all helped people get well and are being, being admitted now as things that help people get well, if you talked about those for two years, you got a disinformation label, you got banned. As a doctor, even in California right now, they're, they're saying doctors who disinform people will lose their license. Eight years of training. You suggested hydroxychloroquine you should lose your livelihood. Even though now it's being used as treatment and protocol by people in Congress who have been using it all along. Mm -hmm. But you couldn't use it because that was bad. So again, we, we talk about disinformation. Well, who decides who's doing the disinformation? Oh, well, we kind of know. It's the people who want everything to go their way and they don't mind if you die as long as they make a buck. So remdesivir is one of those things that shuts down your kidneys and then in conjunction with a ventilator, basically makes you unable to breathe in your lungs. And then they add, if you look at the hospital protocols, they add the features of they starve you to death while you're in there. So you're going to die. In the Steve Kirsch interview, this Dr. Merrick reveals that if you use, if you prescribe remdesivir, the government subsidizes the prescription of remdesivir by 20%. He actually said the entire hospital bill. The entire, Their entire, the hospital, entire hospital bill for that right. COVID you know, time that they're in intensive right. care or whatever, 20% off that hospital bill. 
20% off that hospital bill. So in essence, on a $500,000 bill, people were getting about $80,000 subsidized from the government. Or 500000 that would be 100000 right? If, but he said it's between four hundred and right. five hundred thousand. So yeah, eighty to one hundred thousand. So off. just and so of course the hospitals like you mean free money from the government for doing this. So if we look at the first scenario, which is COVID was created in a bio lab, and it was a bio lab most likely funded by us and created by us at our behest. Well, how can you prove that, Nick? There's I can give you a really easy way I can prove that right now. No one's trying to prove it. No one's trying to find that COVID was the biggest disaster in modern history to befall the planet Earth. And no one is very much interested in how it started or where it came from. There are no congressional committees. There are no fact-finding missions. There are no 60 Minutes reports. No one is interested. Alternative media is interested, but they're labeled disinformers. So when someone doesn't want you to find something, generally, you know, when your spouse doesn't want to look at your phone, you probably need to look at their phone. Okay? So that would be my um, you my, my, my proving to you that the United States of America developed COVID to kill people because they don't want anybody to know how COVID developed. There, there are still people roaming around that think it came from bat soup, which was a narrative that was advanced like no tomorrow. And the racism tag was added. Remember this? Oh, you're just racist against the way that people, Chinese people eat their food. It's really about racism, isn't it? Jeffrey Dahmer is really about racism. It's all really about racism. It's not really what it's about. It's about racism. And then everybody gets afraid and they don't say anything or blah, blah, blah. So you can tell that our government was behind it because our government isn't interested in actually finding out what happened. So they're most likely the ones that did it. Now, COVID killed people. Was it an accident? I don't know. But whoever created it, created it to kill people and hurt them. And it seems that our government did it. So let's just add one strike. It seems that our government was trying to kill us with COVID. Okay. Let's move to the second strike, protocol and care. Protocol and care in the United States of America, and there was a similar care in the UK. They used a different drug. But basically, remdesivir is a euthanasia drug when used in combination with a ventilator and starvation, which is the protocols for euthanasia. And if you're wondering what euthanasia means and you don't know the word, you could be like 1987 me and try to tell your teacher in a report that euthanasia was not a youth moment, moment in China. <laughs> I, was, I and can guess like, that. Not even effing close. <laughs> I can't you believe you wit. did a report like I that. Did. I did. I did. <laughs> that is. The best example of the look, when BSing the, a report the went look wrong. Of disgust <laughs> on that guy's face was hilarious. That is so funny. So, <clears throat> grandma and grandpa, and all the older people and people who weren't healthy. Now, all of these people were costing the government money because grandma and grandpa, the greatest generation, defeated the Nazis and lived through uh, uh, the Depression, and now they were getting. Mo money to live out their golden years from the government. Now, remember last year, we talked about the fact that the government no longer has enough taxable revenue, not just to pay every government program, but the critical ones. What are the critical ones? Medicare, pensions, government's the largest employer of, uh, of people in the United States. Social Security. Social Security. So now we're down to the you can't lie about it anymore 
unless you're really just going to go money printer go BERT, we're not even checking the ledgers anymore, which basically makes your money worthless. Oh, wait, our money is almost worthless. It's heading that way. Dollar's still strong, but it's heading that way. Okay, so um, if you want to kill all the people sitting around on all your government programs, the unwell and the elderly, then you would develop a protocol. First off, you would develop a disease that sent them into the hospital. Oh, COVID's going to get you. Let's use this PCR testing. Even though the founder of PCR testing says, um, don't use this test for COVID because you can basically overcycle it and it'll give you any response. And the, the error would be if you're looking only for one response. And that's what they did. Suddenly, everybody had COVID. Everybody has COVID all the time. You could put, you could use a PR, PCR test on water out of the tap and, and the water had COVID. So something's funny there. But the main thing is you got people to get tests and be sick. And then the ones that you wanted to get rid of, you could put them on remdesivir. As their kidneys began to shut down, your lungs begin to flood with water. Oh my gosh, we need to put you on a ventilator because you can't breathe. Even before COVID, going on a ventilator was a was bad news. Most people don't recover from ventilators and you set up pneumonia and all that kind of stuff. Ventilators, if you can avoid them, bad news. But we've got to produce all these ventilators and super Trump rushed in and he was going to be the ventilator king. That's poor Trump. He wanted to be the hero and he kind of fell for it. Okay. And then you starve him. Well, if you starve anybody, they die, right? Yeah. Did they die of COVID or did they die of starvation? Did they die of COVID or did they die of a ventilator? Did they die of COVID or did they die from a euthanasia drug called remdesivir? Or in England, midazolam. Midazolam. But, and... I like midazolam. It sounds like a fun pop British singer <laughs> in the 70s. Coming on stage, everybody, it's midazolam. <laughs> and a big single, you're going to fucking die. And don't forget, they had on like so many of their death certificates or whatever, they were counting it. If you even died with COVID. Oh, that's a COVID death. Yeah, but that's COVID not death. died from COVID. But all COVID of death. those counted to get those Everything. numbers up. You know when it wasn't COVID death? When? Um, when you were vaccinated, but you weren't vaccinated in an office by a doctor with a number. So if you went down mm -hmm. to de Blasio's Get a Burger and Fries or the vaccination circus at school, well, in the hospital records, and listen to the Dr. Peter Corey interview, which we'll post, um, you weren't considered vaccinated. And that helped the numbers. And that was how they were able to say, remember this phrase, a pandemic of the unvaccinated are dying in hospitals, when really it was the vaccinated who are dying in hospitals. Okay, so I'm trying to prove to you the three ways that you know your government is trying to kill you right now today. So way number one is they invented a COVID. How do I know? They don't want to know who invented COVID because it was them. Like, you know, when the FBI investigates themselves and says, oh, there's real, we didn't do anything wrong because we investigated ourselves. That's the government. The second way you know is that the protocol to treat COVID rather than using, oh, that horse dewormer, ivermectin. What a con that was. Or hydroxychloroquine. Or, you know, just getting sunlight. Remember when we were all in California, they literally sent the police out to the beach to prevent us from getting sunlight and it turns out that sunlight, vitamin D, is one of the biggest and effective fighters of COVID, but they locked us up. So if they knew what COVID was, because they created it in a bio lab, then how did they know that vitamin D would make it better? 
And if COVID is a parasite, or if the vaccine is a parasite, which is something we'll get to, then you certainly wouldn't want to use an antiparasitical like ivermectin, which is used all over the world and handed out like candy throughout Africa and Southeast Asia because that destroys parasites. And they didn't want to destroy parasites. They want you to die from parasites. So we have two ways in which I have convinced you that the government was trying to kill you. One, they invented COVID and covered it up. Two, they invented a lethal protocol which would result in your death if you came positive with COVID on a test that they were lying about. That's two ways. Is there a third way that they're trying to kill you? And would you accept that if I can give you three ways in which they are trying to kill you, you will accept this fact that this government, which is a criminal conspiracy of the criminally insane, is trying to kill you. Well, the third way is the vaccine. The vaccine is absolutely killing people. And it's absolutely causing outrageous incidences of cancer, of vaccine injury accidents, all kinds of things. Heart issues. Heart issues. I mean, the Medusa can go on and on. She tracks this entire thing. Yeah. Go. Oh, well, I mean, there are so many every day. Mainly, like, one of the big things is I follow Mark Crispin Miller's Substack, who was the uh, either current or former, but I think former probably, um, propaganda professor. It was one of the big schools in New York. I want to say NYU, but possibly Columbia, but I think NYU. I'm not sure if he's still there. He was getting a lot of flack for... (laughs) Uh, speaking out about the propaganda he was seeing during all the COVID stuff. Um, so I, I know all his colleagues, you know, wrote letters against him and everything like that. So anyway, he does emails every week where he'll do ones that are like um, the died suddenly, you know, and he'll compile all the, it's usually famous people because, you know, that makes the news and the papers and whatever. And now he's, he's and he'll do it for all the countries and everything. Like um, he'll, and then he'll also do like things that seem like they are very likely vaccinants, as he calls it's them. Like, I, I think people they're are very dying. interesting. People are dying from from the vaccine. Now, this was an interesting thing, and this comes out in the Pierre Corey interview. And and if you'll remember back in the in the podcast, the first six months of the vaccine, the Medusa and I, every time we did a podcast, there were sirens. And the reason that was is there were sirens all the time day and night. And we would talk to people and ask people, and we'd be with people, and they'd go, oh, yeah, there are a lot of sirens. And we would ask sometimes medical personnel, like, a lot of heart incidents going on? And they go, oh, no, not really. No, not really. Nothing. And everything like that. Well, you go into the Pierre Corey interview, and what you'll find out there is that during that time, heart attacks among the recently vaccinated went through the roof. And this is the under uh, 30 crowd. Yeah. And it was there was a nurse in there that was saying, normally we have to have a crash cart for every time someone has a, um, and the crash cart is the paddles and all the medicines and everything like that. They were having so, they were having like 30 incidents a day and they could not reload because the crash cart has to go back down to the pharmacy, get re- reloaded, retagged, all this kind of stuff. They were having to get crash carts from other floors just to help people. And the final answer was they had to buy more crash carts. Yeah. But don't worry, children always have heart attacks. People have always been having strokes. Um, under 40 people, of which now there are 20,000, have always had under Alzheimer's. Yeah, early so onset Alzheimer's. clearly the vaccine has caused some kind of irreparable health damage. I know people, I talk to people, they go, I do not feel well anymore. 
-hmm. People are struggling with this. When you get into the Johnson & Johnson papers and the, the information they tried to cover up for 75 years, you find out in that information that they they knew. Yeah. I thought that was Pfizer. Okay, Pfizer. Pretty sure. Yeah. One of those scumbags. <laughs> exactly. I saw the look. I saw the, the, the E flat. It was supposed <laughs> to be a C minor. Is that how it works? Kind of. Generally. Like, like that's usually how. Like you'll like a singer will do a wrong note and your autism springs in and you make a face. You always go back. And it hurts. It hurts. The note is not right, Mom. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, they knew. There was already, in the trials, there was the, already this level of death and injury. Going, jumping over to the Tiffany Do Dover thing. She died right there in front of everybody. And instead of them going, oh, there might be a problem, but this will... I still would have said if I believed in it enough, if I really believed in the vaccine and I was working for them, I would say, like, listen, you've got to weigh this in, but do you want to get so sick that you die? Yeah. Instead, they said, oh, that never happened. Don't factor that into your decision tree. Just go get the vaccine because that fat bastard de Blasio, that fat commie Nazi bastard asshole is going to give you some French fries and a burger, like some camp commandant. I remember all they kept saying, safe and effective, safe, safe and, and effective. And it wasn't safe and, and effective. And Joe Biden even saying, like, and you won't get COVID. And then, yeah. like, come to find out, uh, you'll more likely get COVID they and you'll get it worse. They all have COVID all the time now, constantly. And they're starting to admit it. And Burke's coming out, coming out and saying, oh, well, we knew, but we just didn't want to tell you. Okay, I've given you three ways there of what the government did. The first way was they invented COVID because they're not investigating it. They don't want to know who invented it. In, an, in a time when everybody's so hot to blame Russia for everything, why don't they even have a show trial like they're doing for January 6th and blame Russia for COVID? Half the nation would buy it. More. They don't even want to do that because they can't get close to it because someone might present contrary evidence, which is that the United States government invented a bioweapon that was released and hurt and killed people. Okay. That's way one, one, number one. Okay, maybe that was a mistake, but then you look at the protocol that they absolutely insisted everybody follow, and it is a recipe for death. Yes. And then when people tried to come out and say, oh, there are these other things that really help, and we have research and data and actual testimony that people are better, they said, oh, no, you are a disinformer for saying that. You are bad. You need to be censored. You're part of the dirty dozen, like Dr. Maricola. Guys trying to out there trying to help people. Oh, okay. Everybody's made fun of Jimmy Kimball, Stephen Colbert, mocking everybody because you don't want to get the, the the vaccine. You just want to have like dancing vaccine syringes and laughter and everything like that. Okay, okay. So that's two ways. I mean, like, don't you kind of count that when they try to invent something that's hurting you and then they try to insist on a protocol that won't insist that won't make you well and actually seems to be killing you okay that that's two ways and then their final solution the savior that they offer you has caused and and i do not use this word lightly an unprecedented level of death and injury yeah absolutely and right now today what are they saying they still have a campaign get your yearly booster shot get vaccinated they still have plans and progress to insist on a vaccine-based economy in which you can no longer participate. And 
even at the end of last week, attempting, because the disinformation narrative will shut down any criticism of medical treatments in the future because you don't want to be labeled as a disinformer. Are they still intent on giving you a vaccine? 100%. It's not going away. You're in a lull. You know that they're going to do it because they tried to use people's banking information, which they did in Canada, same thing, and say that if you speak out or criticize, we will take away your ability to have this money and we will fine you and we will we will bury you in a financial hole. So shut up and let us do what we want. You're the disinformer. We aren't. When all three of those ways lead to your death and they are actively working on a campaign to prevent you from hearing information that might save your life or spreading information that might save someone's life, will you not consider that your government is trying to kill you? The people who are in highest in government, the people who went to Obama's kid's wedding, the people that Obama went to their kid's wedding, the people that all hang out and party together, they all believe in this depopulation agenda, or they hang out with the people that do. When you think, hear the word depopulation, think about that exterminator. He's not there to give the rats their best, best life, to start their bicycle shop, and to do arts and pottery for the rest of their life on UBI. That's not what the exterminator is there for when he's depopulating. He's there to gas those rats and get rid of them so that they can have their best life, not you. You're the rat. They hate you. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, I believe the government is trying to kill you.